Welcome to the Civil War Regiments podcast, here to provide you with the reading of accounts of the common soldiers of the American Civil War, giving insight into the daily lives of the soldiers through diaries and more. The primary source of these entries are from the outstanding Time Life series, Voices of the Civil War. Today's account is from Voices of the Civil War, Chattanooga, an entry by Private Samuel McNeil of the 31st Ohio Infantry. Many of the Union soldiers who helped capture Missionary Ridge on November 25, 1863, called it a soldier's battle, an engagement fought on the initiative of individual soldiers or small groups with little overall coordination by officers. McNeil, only 19 years old at the time, describes the nature of the fighting and tells of being wounded. Despite his initial fears, the injury was not serious, and after a three-month convalescence in Nashville, Tennessee, the Buckeye returned to duty. He was promoted to sergeant in March 1864. Here follows his account. We moved rapidly toward the ridge, sweeping the Confederate skirmishers and the reserves before us like chaff before the wind. Their artillery on the crest of the ridge, 500 feet above the valley we were crossing, sent a perfect storm of shot and shell into our ranks. But the lines of blue kept steadily on until the rifle pits at the foot of the ridge were in our possession. I remember we got the impression somehow that we were to stop there, but the firing from the crest of the ridge above us was terrific, and as if by impulse, the boys in the ranks began to climb the west side of the ridge, shouting, Come on, boys! And on we went, without any orders, so far as I know, excepting our own. Farther up and to the right, I saw a man waving a United States flag. He was too far away to see his uniform, but I believed at the time that he was a Confederate, tauntingly waving a captured flag in our line. While looking up at the flag, a rebel musket ball evidently fired from the point to our left, struck me just below the jawbone, passing through my neck. Two streams of blood caused me to believe an artery was opened and that I would soon bleed to death. The first impulse was to get back down the ridge as far as possible before I should fall from the loss of blood. This I did and reached the rifle pits at the foot of the ridge. A shower of shot and shell was falling around me as I lay where I really fought was to be my last resting place while in the flesh. An awful thirst came over me, and in my frantic efforts to get at the canteen strapped under my waist belt, I cut the canteen strap and got the water to my lips. That warm water was the best drink I had ever taken, and I thought perhaps it was my last. There was no fear of eternity, which it seemed to me was very near. The thought of the possible failure of the assault and that my body would be left within the enemy's lines was worrying me more than anything else just at that time. After resting a few minutes, I found that the blood was not flowing so freely. In the pocket of my blouse was a silk handkerchief, a present from my mother. By pressing the soft silk into the wounds, the flow of blood almost ceased. I was the happiest boy in the army. I started back toward Orchard Knob to find a surgeon, but became dizzy 
and was resting when a mounted officer came up, making a few remarks about stragglers and cowards. I never had much respect for officers who kept out of a battle for the avowed purpose of stopping stragglers. My Springfield rifle was loaded, and bringing it to a ready, I told him to get. Doubtless he then saw the blood on my clothes, for he muttered a sort of an apology and rode away, but not in the direction from which I had come. During one of the frequent halts, for a brief rest I saw the flags of General Turchin go over the works along the crest and heard the cheers of my comrades. Off to the south, other flags were going over the Confederate works, and presto change. The thunder of the enemy's guns ceased. Private Samuel McNeil, 31st Ohio Infantry.